Any views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the Rejuvenating Health podcast are solely that of the speakers and are intended as such. Please consult your trusted healthcare practitioner for medical advice. Welcome back to the Rejuvenating Health Podcast. Today, the ladies are untangling topics around what it really means to optimize hormonal health. Focusing on sleep, exercise, and nourishment is what sustains longer-lasting results, and getting support from women who have gone through this process ensures you're on the right track. Let's go, girls. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Rejuvenating Health Podcast. I'm co-host Shauna Schaefer and I'm here with nurse practitioner Lindsay Van Schoik. And today we're going to talk again about some hormone things and keys to better hormone optimization. So we did talk about hormones a few weeks ago. Lindsay went in depth to a bunch of hormones that we didn't even realize. Well, I know I personally didn't even realize that we had. Um, and today we're going to dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. So I think one of the questions that we get most often from our clients or potential clients or like people that follow us on social media or women just in general are like, I feel like my hormones are a mess. How can I optimize them or make them better? Or I'm having trouble with my thyroid or I'm having trouble with my periods or I'm having hot flashes, like all kinds of different things. But people just really have trouble with their hormones, it seems like. And so Shauna's right. We did a podcast two episodes ago, I think, where we kind of discussed like every single hormone that you have in your body, um, because there's a lot of stinking hormones in your body. Um, but just to like a quick recap, um, hormones are your signaling molecules. So they literally control every process in your body. So for instance, your thyroid hormone, um, it controls your sleep, your heart rate, your metabolism, and it has just, it has multiple different hormones as well in the thyroid. And so, So I think it's just important to realize what hormones are and then that there are things that we can do to better optimize our hormones um, and just make ourselves feel overall better. And I think this is one of the things that we do really well in our program. Um, We have a lot of clients that tell us that like their periods aren't painful anymore or their thyroid's more regulated or they're actually having a a period because a lot of women do not have regular menstrual cycles. I think too, it's a a large misconception that you can't heal your hormones or fix your hormones naturally with lifestyle choices that you always have to jump to a medication. We had um, a woman that we spoke to actually just yesterday who specifically asked, she said, so you're, I can fix my hormones and balance them naturally. She was just surprised, but we have women all the time that that happens to. Yeah. And they're able to do it just with lifestyle changes and things that we do within the program. Yeah. And I think it's because what do you do? What what happens when you go to your conventional doctor and you tell them that your hormones are a mess or your periods are a mess? They put you on birth control. Or they put you on thyroid medication or they put you on some kind of medication that, yeah, it fixes the symptoms, but it doesn't fix the underlying condition. I'm going to preach this till I'm blue in the face, but one of the biggest impacts on your hormones is the behaviors that are your biggest impacts on your overall health. So the things that you should be doing to lead to overall health Mm -hmm. are also the things that you should be doing to make 
your hormones more optimized. And so we kind of know that there's, whenever we talk about health, we kind of know that there's probably four things that really matter like the most and have the most impact. And those things are exercise, your diet, your sleep, um, and then just controlling like your environment, um, your stress, how much sunlight you're exposed to, things like that. And so we know that those four things have really positive benefits on your health, but they also have really positive benefits on your hormones. Yeah. And that's, again, just something I feel like we just don't think about. It's just simple. I mean, not simple, but it's just little lifestyle changes that really add up to be huge factors in healing our body. You know, I don't know if people think all the time, oh, well, my sleep is affecting my hormones or just different things like that. And that they can heal themselves and, you know, correct issues that they've been having for a long time, just with some simple lifestyle changes. Um, let's first kind of start with exercise. And I think this is the most confusing one because literally you get on the internet and, you know, Google everything because Google is the number one place to find information. And what's the best exercise program Mm -hmm. for me? And you're literally going to get like a million different answers. Like there's a million different answers out there for what's the best exercise program. And my answer to that is the best exercise program is movement that you can do for a long time, like movement that you can learn to enjoy or that you actually do enjoy. Now, yeah, there's some scientific evidence and there are things that you we want you to be doing uh, for your overall health and to optimize your hormones. But as far as exercise goes, you really need to find a plan that you can stick with long term and it's going to be something that is sustainable to you. So that's kind of the overlying general principle to it. Now, we can get into more of it where most older women need to be really training more like a bodybuilder and most bodybuilders really need to be training like an older woman, meaning that if you have too lean of body mass, your metabolism is going to slow down, you're going to develop osteoporosis, and it's just not good for your bone health or your hormones. And then the opposite is true if you have too much body fat, and even if you have a lot of muscle, but you have too much body fat, you need to be doing some cardio for overall health. And so I think that's where a lot of people get confused is, should I be strength training? Should I be doing cardio? Well, the answer is is that you need to be doing both. If you're not doing both, then you're not going to be reaping the benefits of exercise. Right. Yeah, because they both, I mean, they do different things, right? So, and even just, I think a lot of people don't think about women who are older lifting weights, but it also helps, you know, as you get older, if you fall, like your chances of, you know, getting an injury and not being able to walk again, like it really helps all of those things. But I just think that weightlifting gets a little bit of a misconception, you know? Yeah, weightlifting looks different for everyone, right? So if you're not used to weightlifting, then weightlifting for you is doing your body weight, right? It's like squatting. It's picking stuff up off the ground. It's putting something over your head and it doesn't have to be super complex. And you really only need to be doing it like three times a week. We're not telling you to go get the heaviest barbell and smash yourself every day, but you do need to be doing some type of resistance training because you really need to be preserving that muscle mass. But also we know that when you strength train, it helps your testosterone levels and it just helps your hormones 
in in general, right? And then the same thing with cardio. When you do cardio, you get some endorphins released, which those are hormones, and it really helps with your overall health. And so when we look at like what's the perfect exercise plan to optimize your hormones, well, it's going to be one that you can one you can stick with, and then one that has some strength training, like three times a week, one that has some zone two training about an hour to an hour and a half a week. That really helps your mitochondrial health. um, And it really just helps with overall weight loss. Zone two is something it's like where you can hold a conversation. Your heart rate needs to be up, but you're not like all out sprinting, dying, can't catch your breath. But then you do need one to two episodes of the zone five going all out one time a week. And so that can be different for everyone. Maybe it's like going out and doing six 200 meter sprints and recovering fully in between. Like that's all you really need for that mitochondrial help just to improve your overall health, right? And so that's the best exercise plan. And it's not super complex. And it's not me telling you to spend hours in the gym. It's literally just moving your body and incorporating things that are that are really good for you. Right. And it is different for everyone, like you said. So I think that that's also part of the issue is there's so much information, like you mentioned earlier, that women just, it's overwhelming, you know? Yeah, because you Google, you get on a podcast, you get on social media, it's like, buy this program, do this. And it's super confusing, right? And I think another thing is when people start exercising, or if people start doing any type of health program or any looking into any way to optimize their hormones, they want quick results, right? And those quick results are going to cause you a lot of metabolic damage, meaning that you're going to lose a lot of your muscle and you're going to kind of plummet your metabolism because as much as we don't like it, fat burns calories just as much as muscle does. Not as much, but it it does burn calories. And so we definitely need to make sure that you're losing weight slow and steady because that's going to be sustainable. I mean, one example of this is like the TV show Biggest Loser. If you look back at most of those those participants, they've gained their weight back. And it's not because they were jerks and went home and ate everything. It's because they literally destroyed their metabolism. They lost all their lean muscle mass. They, They got it to where they were only burning like 800 calories a day. And that's not healthy. And it took them forever to build back up their metabolism. So if you lose weight slower, it's better for your hormones. It's better for your stress hormones, all of those types of things. But it's just going to lead you to longer lasting results. But I know us women, we want fast results, but those fast results are not good for our hormones. Right. And overall, sustainability is better than quick results because too, as you mentioned, like if you lose it fast, like on The Biggest Loser, they're working out like all like hours upon hours a day no you can't do that like nobody can do that we're moms we have jobs we're busy that's not sustainable so sustainability is greater than quick results in the long run and i think that's what we have to keep in mind because it didn't take us one bad meal to get to where we are that we're trying to find a program or something to heal our hormones it takes a little bit of time so it's going to take a little bit of time to get back to where you want to be doing it the right way. Yeah. And I think one thing too, that we forget about exercise, especially those, if we have insulin resistance, which insulin's a hormone. So we need to optimize that hormone is when we're exercising and strength training, we're pulling glucose into that muscle and we're helping with that insulin sensitivity and insulin resistance. And so exercise is one of those things that it really does optimize like all of your hormones in your body. It helps with cortisol. It helps with melatonin. It helps with insulin. It helps with just like 
almost every hormone in your body, exercise is gonna is gonna benefit. So exercise, ladies. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And that leads into then the nutrition part, which go ahead. Yeah, so nutrition is just like exercise. What am I gonna tell you? You need to find a diet, not even a diet. I don't like the word diet. You need to find a nutrition plan that you can adhere to for a long time. If if you start a nutrition plan and you think I mm-hmm. and you're like, no, there's no way I can be doing this a year from now, then you need to run far away from that nutrition plan. You need to find something that you can be doing a year, like three months from now, a year from now, three years from now, the rest of your life. And it needs to inc- include all macros. So macros are carbs, fats, and protein. You have to have a nutrition plan that includes all of those for optimal hormones. If you're trying to optimize your hormones, keto is not your friend because you need carbohydrates. Right. And women are, I think we're just programmed to think that carbohydrates are bad, you know? So when everyone hears keto, they're like, yes, this will work because I'm not going to be eating carbs constantly, but it might not be the right thing for your body. Yeah. And carbs, they can be bad if you're eating cookies all day. And there is, you need to really center your carbs around (laughs) your workouts. Um, Carbs are really important for a hormone called sex hormone binding globulin. And that really um, is a, it transports your hormones and it helps them bind to receptors. And so we really need carbohydrates around our workouts and active times. Otherwise, we're not going to be helping that sex hormone binding globulin and we're going to be not optimizing our hormones. And the same for fats, like fats are really important, especially in a calorie restriction. If you don't have enough fat and you're on a restricted calorie, your testosterone is going to go in the toilet. And we talked about this last week, but testosterone is a woman hormone and you need it to feel good. So you have to, you can't do super low fat either. You have to have all the macros and you have to be eating them consistently to get the results that you're, that you're looking for. And protein is the one that I see women missing out on the most. Like I can't tell you how many women we see eating like 50 grams of protein a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I always, it does, it makes me laugh only because like, I just love a good steak. Like I, <laughs> I love meat. So whenever I hear like, how can I get my protein? How can I get my protein? And I'm like, girl, how can you not? But I know a lot of people struggle with that, especially if they're not into, you know, meats or things like that. It can be hard, but there are a lot of things out there that you can eat aside from just chicken and steak, yeah. you know, cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, like lots of different things. So, I mean, protein, my minimum is 0. 0.7 yeah. per pound of body weight. That's the minimum amount of protein that you need to be eating, um, to preserve your muscle mass and protein helps with hunger, right? Like, and it also burns the most calories to digest. So people really forget about the importance of protein and what all it does for our body. Yeah, we just had a post, um, I think it was yesterday about, um, if you're feeling hungry between your meals, you know, then you should try adding more protein because it helps you feel fuller longer. So just little tips like that are also helpful. I don't think people realize the power of protein. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's some other principles when it comes to optimizing your hormones besides just those macros, but we need to be not eating three hours before bed. That really can mess with our melatonin and insulin levels. We need to be fasting for 12 hours a night. We need to be not under fueling or over fueling. Those can all kind of mess with things as well. And then I think another question that we get is like, 
what about animal protein or plant protein or, you know, all of those types of things. And it, it's good to have both of those in your diet. So animal protein is really good to have in the mornings because it's it's easy to use and it really helps with mTOR, which is muscle, which just helps with your muscles grow. And then plant proteins are kind of good to have at night because there's less cell turnover and it just can help. Uh, plant proteins are, are good for you. You just have to make sure that you're getting enough animal proteins as well. So you're getting enough leucine to grow your muscles and prevent muscle mass. I think that's one thing that we really have to stress to our clients or to anyone that doesn't really like a lot of animal proteins. We have to be finding something at least to where you're hitting your leucine threshold to where you're getting that benefit of of having protein. So we hit exercise and we hit diet. And those are like, I think when people think of optimizing hormones and weight loss, they're the ones that they think of. But Good lordy, you women need to be sleeping. I don't know why we live in a society that thinks that we can like function on six hours of sleep because it is jacking up all of our hormones. You need eight hours of sleep. Like the amount of sleep that you get matters. And that matters because your growth hormone is pulsatile throughout the night. You're not just going to get how much you need in those four, five, six hours, right? And the time when you sleep matters as well because we know that between the hours of 10 and 2, those are going to be your hours most of deep sleep. And we know later on in the night, the longer you sleep, the more REM sleep you're going to have. And so we need to have light sleep and deep sleep and REM sleep and all those different stages of sleep. And if we're not spending eight hours in bed, if we're not getting in bed before 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at the latest, we're missing out on some of these vital times of the night and sleep stages that really help us recover, grow muscle, help with our LH, our FSH, our testosterone, all of those types of things. And so I think one of the main things I see in the general population is not even just like diet and nutrition. It's a problem with sleep. Right. I wanted to... I almost laughed whenever you were saying uh, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at the latest, because you would literally, you would be like passed out somewhere just like in a corner sleeping because you go to bed so early. Last night when we were at the... <laughs> just like nine o'clock would just be like a nightmare for you. No, if I have to stay up that late, I'm like dying. <laughs> Last night we were at the gym and we were at the CrossFit, like we were doing the CrossFit open and one of our members was like, isn't it your bedtime? Why are you here? So like everyone knows how anal I am about my sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so what do you say? Like, you know, some people say um, I get six hours of sleep at night and that's like, that's my great number. Like I function awesome at six hours of sleep, but I guess they're not realizing though what's happening on the inside when they're only getting six hours of sleep. You know, some people say they don't need eight hours. So, I mean, what do you say to that? You do. You need eight hours. You need to be in bed for eight hours. Like, I get it. You <laughs> you, you, <do>. you <laughs> might feel good with six hours, but you need seven to nine hours of sleep, like minimum. Six hours is not giving you the time that you need to prepare your body. It's not getting you the time that you need to optimize your hormones. And it, it, and I, I get it. People are like, I can't sleep longer than that. Well, then you need to look at what are you doing before you go to bed? Like, the behaviors of your day impact your mm-hmm. sleep. So, getting sunlight, like I can't stress the importance of waking up and going outside and getting some sunlight and what it can do for your cortisol and melatonin levels. Not getting on your 
phone an hour before bed, not eating or exercising two to three hours before bed. All of those things have a huge impact on your sleep. But a lot of us just don't have good sleep habits. We just don't have good lifestyle habits. We're drinking caffeine like until right before bed. I mean, you shouldn't be having caffeine really for like 12 hours before you go to bed. So really, you should be drinking your morning cup of coffee, and then not having any more caffeine throughout the whole rest of the day. Like we live in a society where we're just not having good sleep behaviors. And then that's why you have trouble sleeping. And then that's why your hormones are all jacked up. And everything else, really. I mean, because sleep, you know, I mean, it plays just a huge part in everything. So yeah, it will. It plays a huge part in your hunger hormones. Like if you're not getting adequate sleep, your hunger hormones are going to be wacky. You're going to be hungrier. You're going to feel bad the next day. You're going to be hungrier the next day. Like I haven't pulled an all-nighter in a long time, but I, well, probably since I worked in the hospital and worked night shift. (laughs) I did work night shift, Shauna. I know that you will not, like that was going to blow your mind, but I know when I worked night shift. I can't imagine. (laughs) I know when I worked night shift, like I was hungrier the next day or like I just felt like crap. And I know some of you guys have to work shift work. Like there's nothing you can do about it, but as soon as you can get off that shift work because it really does increase your risk of cancers and Alzheimer's and all those different things. Or if you're going to work shift work, live on the shift work. Quit trying to switch back and forth between days and nights. And I know that that can be hard with a family, but you're just jacking up your circadian rhythm and the long-term benefits or the long-term risk to your health are just the studies showing the new studies showing about how much shift work affects just your overall health. They're like, they're mind blowing. Right. I mean, and I know it's not, obviously some people have to, it's just their job and what they can do to, you know, support their life. But then I guess you also have to make sure your everything else is in check, especially if you have to do that shift work type of work. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the like key points I want people to listen to this is if you're coming to your physician, to me, to a health coach and being like, I think my hormones are jacked up. You need to ask yourself, are you living in a way that your hormones look optimized, that they should be optimized, right? Are you eating a healthy diet? Are you moving your body? Are you sleeping? Because you can't, optimize your hormones if you're not doing those things and you're going to have irregular periods and hot flashes and thyroid trouble and I mean all kinds of trouble because those are like some important factors those factors impact your gut health your gut health impacts your hormones which we can go on another whole rabbit hole on another episode about gut health but it's the same principles, right? The same principles that lead to optimizing your hormones are the same principles that lead to just being a healthy individual. If you look at most healthy individuals, they're not under eating and over exercising. They're not overweight and they don't have complaints of wonky hormones. Right. Yeah. And I think that when you're looking for a type of program or, you know, something to help you live a healthier lifestyle. I think that that's things that you need to take into consideration because if a program's not diving into all of these things with you, then truly you're never going to heal from the inside out and not, and get that weight loss that a lot of women are looking for, right? That's the whole point of what we're talking about is the things that go on inside that affect then the actual result that women want, which is the weight loss. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone wants to look good and feel good and they want 
everything to be optimized and they want to feel confident in their body and the same things that you do to optimize your hormones and your health, they're going to be the same things that get you to that goal that you're looking for. Yep. Awesome. Well, hopefully this helps. Um, there are lots of other things we can do besides this to optimize your hormones. This is just, you know, the the basics. Um, and if you're not doing these things and there's nothing other, there's no other fancy tricks I have up my sleeve to help you. I have a lot of fancy tricks up my sleeve, but if you're not doing these things, then the other <laughs> things that I would tell you, they're not going to help you. No, we can't bust out fancy until you get the basics. Exactly. Exactly. Just like you can't squat 200 pounds without <laughs> being able to do an air squat. Yep. You got to start start at the beginning and um, we can help you with that. Um, I'll, we'll link our social media accounts down there if you have any questions or you need any help. We definitely do that um, within the program. But even if you're not in the program or don't join the program, we just want you to have the knowledge and understanding um, yourself as a woman just to advocate for yourself and just live a healthier lifestyle so that you can live the best life you can for yourself and your family. Yeah, exactly. All right, ladies, it was great chatting with you. Yep. See you next time.